You're listening to the Big Finish podcast launched on the 31st of May 2020. My name is Simon Randall. I'm a scientist. Sir, please look straight at the camera. My name is Elizabeth Skinner. My friends and I are here by accident. I hate this. It's like a firing squad. Your name? Jade Okafor. All right. Not that it's your business. Turn your head left. And right. We do not belong here. You expect us to believe that? Four, three, two, one. Welcome to your weekly guide to what's going on in the big Finnish world of audio drama and audio books. News, reviews, your emails, not mine, your emails, behind the scenes, interviews and previews. As many of you will know, we at Big Finish offer you a whole universe of Doctor Who audio drama, but there's so much more. Torchwood, Terrorhawks, Time Slip, The Avengers, Blake 7, The Prisoner, Space 1999, Callan, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Big Finish Originals, The Human Frontier, of course, yeah. and so much more. You can get it at bigfinish.com or on our free listening app, which you can download for free uh, for Android and iOS. Find out more about our creatives uh, behind our productions in our free downloadable monthly magazine, Vortex, packed with features and interviews. And by the way, <coughs> I'm Nick Briggs. And, and I'm <coughs> Benji Clifford. <laughs> and here's what's coming up in this packed podcast. That's right, it's packed. In a few moments, we'll be talking about Out of Time, starring Tom Baker and David Tennant with a special podcast interview with David Tennant himself. Thank you. After that, we'll be taking a look at our latest reviews, talking about the new countermeasures, the Dalek Gambit. After that, our featured releases will be our new collection of Jerry Anderson releases, Gemini Force One, Into Infinity, and Terrorhawks. And we'll be talking to producer and our great chum, Jamie Anderson, about all of that. All very exciting. Ooh, then we'll be straight into your email sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. After that, we'll be going behind the scenes with Time Slip, the war that never was. Wasn't it? No, it wasn't. And of, and of course, we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And then finally, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of, you guessed it, Time Slip, the war that never was. So first up, huge one here. Let's talk about Out of Time. Yes, well, Out of Time uh, first came out of our brains and into the real world uh, during a meeting, uh, I would say, you know, like about a year ago. It was certainly very sunny, I remember. Oh, that's handy. It was was always good for ideas, isn't it? The sunshine. Exactly. Well, and we're having a meeting with Jason Hay-Gillery, the chairman, David Richardson, the senior producer, Steve Berry, head of marketing, and I think Hannah... I think Hannah Peel, yeah, operations director. And we were sitting around, I think we were just having lunch, al fresco. Nice bloke. Yeah, yeah. We just got around to his place. And uh, David Richardson said, is it worth asking David Tennant if he'd like to do an adventure with Tom Baker? I don't know why it came out, he just said that. And and we all went, yeah, it's a good idea. So I just picked up my phone and texted David Tennant. And five minutes later, five five minutes later, five minutes later, David Tennant. I'm ruining a really nice story. Oh gosh! Uh, he texted back and just said yes. So oh. then, the rest is history. 
you know we just had to work stuff out um anyway uh, so let's go uh, now let's have it from the horse's mouth <laughs> glad that uh, david tennant's not heard me say that uh, and a special podcast interview i did with david tennant when we were recording out of time so hello david tennant and welcome to the big finish podcast hello nicholas how are you yeah i'm good um uh, what have we been up to today well we've been recording uh an audio drama remotely <laughs> It's very sci-fi, which is apt. Couldn't have done, you couldn't have done this five years ago, could you? No, goodness. No. Couldn't have done this with dial-up. Do you think, A, we'll ever get used to it, and B, we'll have to get used to it? Well, I mean, oh, right now we've got to get used to it. There's not much else we can do. It's nice to be able to see some other human beings. <laughs> even if it is on a screen. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get used to it. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it'll be fascinating to hear this back. And, yeah. and and here if you can if you can tell that we were all in separate cupboards across the country <laughs> crouching beneath duvets and things as you say nice to see people although very difficult to see you because you're in a very dark part of your house bit, so I, I am in a bit yeah see the light reflecting in your glasses it sort of depends i I've, I've got just the, i'm in a little sort of corner and there's a little sort of corridory bit there which i put various sort of duvets and and pillows in to try and you know baffle the sound mm. and it seemed to depend on this is the sort of i've done a few things in this little setup and and i can't figure out how best to arrange them sometimes the light just comes through and i'm beautifully lit today it's quite subtle i mean you can't see me i mean i can cer certainly tell there's someone there there's someone <laughs> here i i did one recording uh for uh, uh um and this is the great thing you can do them all over the world for an American thing and uh, I was in total darkness for the whole time I would sort of zoom in and you could just see the glint of my glasses occasionally but um, it's uh, you, you've got yeah, at least you can you can see a shape today oh, definitely it's more than the Americans got I worked with the shape of David Tennant yeah yeah you know what I look like come on That's I'm just true. a little bit hairier than normal I, I must say that I'm very grateful for the um, burgeoning technical expertise you have displayed today. It took me a little while to get going with the files. It, it, it's the different file per scene. That was the thing that took a little bit of getting going. But uh, I, I was helped by others on the Zoom call who'd done it before. And then once you get once we I mean, we were flying by the end. Absolutely. We finished really early. You will have seen. Well, let's hope the files arrive and they sound vaguely usable. That's all. Don't breathe a sigh of relief just yet. No. Well, David Richardson has just said that it's all sounding marvellous. Good. So. Good. But I, whether he's any judge, I just don't know. Yeah. What does he know? What does he know? <laughs> Clinically deaf, he is. So um, this interview will be in the podcast because we will have revealed the news of what this is. Can you tease no. the story for us a bit? Um... Well, there's Daleks in it, and there's more than one doctor in it. I mean, that's about enough, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what do. else? What that'll else do. do you need? That's it. I'm very proud to say you did actually hear the Daleks today. Oh, I did. I did. Yes, it's very exciting. Uh, it's always the, it, it's always the great thing about working with Daleks is when that voice, whether it's a studio floor or a pair of headphones, when that voice crackles through. There's nothing like it. I didn't show you the setup here, but this microphone, I was kind of like spinning it round to sort of go over by a speaker. Over right. Here, over here. Uh, 
Oh, I see. I'm, get, I'm seeing. Yes, I'm then Sean to, uh, Talk through another microphone that was playing. Ah, it, yeah. it was very right. low tech. My solution. <laughs> uh, but what I heard today, you'll record it separately, will you? I will. I'll do it again. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Well, it all sounded very good. Anyway, we were very thrilled to have the Daleks in our ears. Thank you. Well, and it's lovely to have you back doing some more Big Finish. We're really it's grateful. lovely, lovely to be able to in these uh, new set of circumstances. But, you know, what a treat. Well, let's do some more. Let's do some more. Smashing stuff. And, of course, you can pre-order Doctor Who out of time if you go to bigfinish.com and type yes. out of time oh. into the little search pane at the top, the round oh, thing with the sort of raffia base. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, and just before we get into our latest reviews, I'd just like to thank everyone who's downloaded and listened to my Big Finish original, The Human Frontier. It's a whopper, isn't it? It's an absolute whopper. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different for our review section in the coming weeks. So if you enjoyed The Human Frontier, then we'd love you to send your review, either as a video or a voice clip or an audio clip. Um, Send it over so we can hear it from you. Yes, um, Benji, you sent me a nice message. You'd listened to some of it the other day. I did, yes. It was gorgeous weather outside, and I thought I'd, I'd like to go out and just get some fresh air and some sunshine. And I thought, what can I listen to? And I thought, oh, The Human Frontier, of course, the 15 minute preview was on last uh, week's podcast you see and uh, so i thought well this is the perfect opportunity to uh, to to check it out because i don't because it hadn't been released by this point um at this point should i say um and i loved it i thought it was brilliant it was, has a really unique feel to it it's very different and it's, it's as i said to you it's got great characters and great atmosphere i think that's what's so brilliant so of course it was, it was quite yeah. interesting because in my mind i was picturing the sort of vast darkness of space and cold metal sort of uh, rooms mm. and of course uh, i was walking through a really sunny lovely street <laughs> with beautiful sunshine and so you know, are you telling me it ruined your day is that what you're it actually ruined saying? every yeah ruined my day ruined it <laughs> no it's very good i reckon i recommend frontier ruins your day it's ruined <laughs> that's my review that's my review no, i recommend <laughs> you check it out and if and if you're not if you're not sure about buying it then check out last week's podcast you get 15 minutes and i guarantee at the end of it you'll come away with something you'll think yep that was wicked so it's also it going to be an excerpt on the site generally as well, not just in the podcast. But have a look for that. Uh, yeah, with regard to your video and audio clips, keep it short and send it to podcast at bigfinish.com with the subject line Human Review. Uh, please mention the title of The Human Frontier in your review so it's clear what you're talking about. So I suppose, you know, if you just said, it's fantastic, you know, then I could uh, <laughs> pretend that you were talking about my slippers or something. Which are uh, fantastic, in fairness. Yeah, uh, I'm mm. looking at them. No, they're not. Um, uh, if you want to give us uh, just a one-word review, that's fine too if you want to say it's rubbish probably not worth sending it in as although i understand some people may think it's rubbish uh, it's not really useful to us as promotion and of course this is what this is all about if you if you love it and would like to promote it that's what we, we want to hear your positive thoughts because if people who haven't tried it yet hear you talking about it and saying how much you like it they might be tempted to try it themselves that's a good thing, right? That's, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how marketing works. Uh, we may even use some of your video reviews on social media. So please let us know if that's all right by you in your email or on the review itself. Uh, but we'll certainly include as many of your reviews as we can in an upcoming podcast. If you send a video clip, uh, we'll use the sound only for the podcast, naturally, because it's an audio podcast. But, you know, video is good for social media. So please, uh, please do. 
send them in. It's, I'm sort of begging. Uh, <laughs> I've, I don't know whether that'll work, but there you go. <laughs> but well, you never know. You never know. We need to get the word out there, and it would be great if you could help, folks. As they say, you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, but you. I don't need to ask for this next segment because it's, I know it's here because I can see it right in front of me. It is, of course, the latest reviews. And this week, as we mentioned, we're talking about the new countermeasures, the Dalek Gambit. It's a full-on battle. Get down, Sir Toby. So that's what they look like in the flesh. There's no time for sightseeing. Let's see if this EMP device works on them. Take, locate, destroy. Here goes. Exterminate. Well, it was worth a try. Weapon impaired. No, you jammed its gun. We're rooting more power! Not for long. Look out, Sir Toby! I've got this. You brought along the Dalek gun? I thought it might prove useful. Much as I'd like to chat, we've got to find Allison and Ian. Quite. I'll just reload and I'll be right with you. So go to bigfinish.com, type yes. in the Dalek Gambit, right. um, and put that into the search pane at the top, okay. and you'll right. find this rather lovely release. Oh. So let's kickstart this one with a, uh, a review from blogtohu.com. Uh, the Dalek Gambit is a must-listen for Doctor Who fans. Even if you haven't dipped your toe into the countermeasures range, but are aware of the televised Dalek episodes, you won't want to miss this. A journey that began with remembrance of the Daleks has seen the circle rounded off superbly. If this proves to be the end of countermeasures on Big Finish, then what a way to go out. Mm. Doctor Who Reviews.net says the Dalek Gambit is unabashedly a story that needs to be listened to as the second part of the Mavellan manoeuvre, of course. But as a conclusion both to that story and possibly to this series as a whole, it hits all the right notes and sends its leads out on an emotional high. It's a great ending, actually. The ultimate solution may rely on convenience a bit too much, as might be expected when two all-powerful races are present and humanity must emerge intact. But the journey as a whole is a beautiful celebration of countermeasures and of Doctor Who that will assuredly resonate with all of its listeners, whether they be long-time fans or simply interested in another Dalek adventure. Damn Daleks. As (laughs) SciFiBulletin.com says, a powerful ending to this phase of countermeasures. Nine out of ten. Cultbox.co.uk says the costs that accrue I wonder what that was, someone digging in the garden. It's the mine at uh, Bedford. Anyway, carry The costs that accrue to the struggle to keep humanity safe once again loom large in the finale. The Dalek Gambit closes the dramatic circle on the affairs of the countermeasures team. Despite the losses they have endured, it's clear that Toby and his team will be continuing their work as guardians of the planet, even if their travails may no longer be audible to others. <laughs> That's mm. interesting. You know, so they're carrying on. The whole cast are in the studio. We just didn't hit record. Uh, so that's four stars out of five, I believe, if I'm reading that correctly. Yes, I am. Interesting. Interesting. He talks about the, um, or they talk about the uh, uh, the circle as well. There was a circle reference before 
It's very circular, these reviews. Very slow. This week. Comes yeah. round. Going round and round. Full circle. Yeah. Well, DoctorWhoWatch.com, the famous clocksmiths, um, <laughs> say this might be the end of countermeasures for good. It might not be, but if the Dalek Gambit is the final story of the series, then it's certainly not a bad one to end on. With yes. epic action and strong emotion, it's a thrilling story that I'm sure many fans will enjoy. On the Twit O Sphere, uh, Carl Will four two six zero one three three seven, catchy little name there, uh, says the Dalek Gambit by at Roland Moore TV is an absolutely splendid and fitting conclusion to countermeasures from Big Finish. Um, should there prove to be no more, but fingers crossed, the team pop up in other ranges at the very least. I enjoyed these two tales from John Dorney and Roland Moore immensely. At Tomhausen1218 says the Dalek Gambit from Big Finish by Roland Moore TV is lovely. A full circle piece for the Countermeasures team. An exciting and action-packed adventure. The classic Dalek versus Mavellan story allowed for some emotional character moments in this fitting end to a thrilling two-parter. Next week, we'll be looking at the rather splendid Sixth Doctor adventure Scorched Earth by Chris Chapman, set in the Second World War. Uh, Some great reviews coming up there. Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with Time Slip. Slime (laughs) 1970 uh, kids TV sci-fi, absolutely brilliant, ahead of its time. Uh, And our time slip, uh, the story that we're releasing this coming week is the war that never was wasn't it no it wasn't um it's it's a fol- it's a continuation of the time slip story not a reinvention of the series but a continuation with the same characters many years later it comes highly recommended from me <laughs> after that we'll be diving into benji's favorite thing listeners emails but first our featured releases segment just won't go away i keep trying Jump. but it won't we have to do it now don't we and this time we'll be looking at a new jerry anderson collection and for this we're joined by producer jamie anderson i now need to contact him on zoom why are you doing that? You should be doing a, a, a Jerry Anderson thing. I don't know because we, we were riffing on it earlier. It's just in my head. <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it. It's brilliant. It's burnt into my brain. That is going to be released as a single, you doing that. Perfect. I'm all for it. Just waiting for, for Jamie at the moment as we fade back in the familiar um, featured releases music, which is rather lovely. Tell us all about the new Jerry Anderson collection. The Jerry Anderson Audio Collection. Oh, thank you. I don't know, it just sounds cooler, doesn't it? It does sound um, a bit more... Yeah. A bit, bit cooler. Yeah, thank you, thank you. A bit more jazzy. Uh, it is... Uh, it's a co-production between Anderson Entertainment and Big Finish, which is very exciting, I think. 
Yes. Well, I do too. Mm. <laughs> Good. Well, that's that's that concluded then. That's what it says here, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I approached um, uh, ch- uh, Chairman Hay Gallery. Is that what we're calling? <laughs> when you, you now? say you approach someone, it's like you're in a sort of dirty Mac or something. Yeah. Do you want I, some uh, pictures? Got some, I, some of these. Got some I, of these. I sidled up to him and said, "Yeah, Jason, look at this." And. Um, <laughs> I showed him a list of potential titles that we could turn into Jerry Anderson audiobooks and he said, oh, great, let's do this. And in fact, the decision was made extremely quickly, which was rather nice because yeah. I, I think he likes a bit of Anderson stuff. And um, yeah, we picked, a, picked the first four titles to go with. A nice mixture of, um, uh, of past and present titles. Yes. So the first four books are Terror Hawks, Expect the Unexpected, which is a novelization of the opening story from 1983. Um, Space Precinct Demeter City, which is um, a novelization of a script written by Paul Mayhew Archer, who, incidentally, whose son is the producer on This Country, the BBC Three mm. comedy. Oh, right, yeah. uh, Paul wrote an opening story that was never produced, but it's an, a proper origin story for oh, Space brilliant. Precinct, which is exciting, um, written and read by Richard James, who was in the show. Into Infinity, The Day After Tomorrow, which is a novelization of Johnny Burns' screenplay of uh, the made-for-TV movie, Into Infinity, The Day After Tomorrow, uh, from 1976, I think, that uh, Dad produced. Or 77? It was from the 1970s. It was broadcast, (laughs) I think, in 1977, but maybe made in 1976. There you go. Uh, And that had had Nick Tate and Brian Blessed and Joanna Dunham originally. But uh, uh, that's read by Robbie Stevens. Um, it was novelised by Not Gregory. Not Brian Blessed. No, by Gregory L. Norris. No Brian Blessed at all. None to be seen whatsoever. And that take, takes a lot of stuff from the original, but adds in some new interesting threads, which are rather nice. It makes it a bit more well-rounded and sets up for the second book, which will be out later in the year. And finally, certainly not least... That's what they say, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Gemini Force 1, Black Horizon. Gemini Force 1 was Dad's final attempt to kind of start all over again with a kind of Thunderbirds International Rescue style setup. Um, he was unable to finish it in his lifetime and it was completed by M.G. Harris, who is an author who wrote uh, another series called The Joshua Files, which was very popular and award-winning. And that's read mm. by Jacob Dudman. I don't know if you've heard of him. <gasps> Jacob Dudman. Have you heard of him, Benji? Oh, who's, who's he? He's on the... <laughs> He was in. He was in uh, Gone with the Wind, wasn't he? <laughs> He's just this guy, you know. Just this guy. He's you brilliant, know. brilliant. Does all those cracking, cracking guy, cracking, uh, cracking uh, reading as well. Yes. Um, well, we ought to. Uh, what should we have a clip of first? Should we? Uh, what would you like to hear first? Should we go chronologically? Okay. Yes. So we'll start then with um, the day after tomorrow from the Into Infinity series. That's it. It's going to be a supernova. Supernova, David said. That's just about the most colossal explosion that ever was. The alarm continued its wail. The accompanying warning light flashed red, mirroring the sun outside Altares's space windows and the reasons behind its agitated flashing. We've got to tell the captain, said Anna. Behind them, Jane shouted, No! They turned. If you tell him, he'll stay in there. He'll take the risks, Jane said. Jane, we're all at risk, said Anna. Bowen returned to the intercom. Skipper, Masters acknowledged. Yeah. Okay, listen. 
We've got to get the ship away from here. That red sun is about to go supernova. Masters continued his repair work, the stress audible in his voice. How much time? Minutes, Skipper, just minutes. Can you do it? Masters said he could. Bowen switched off the intercom. Jane raced over to where the trio stood, her panic no longer contained. But he's got to come out! He's got to fix the photon drive, Jane, said Anna. David offered, Couldn't we use the rocket motors, use our secondary engines to get us out of the system? They haven't the power nor the speed, said Bowen. They'd never pull us clear in time. Jane again faced the clock. Thirteen minutes. Her father had nearly run out of time. Very nice. What's up next? Uh, next up, if we're going chronologically, should be Terrorhawks, the opening story being Expect the Unexpected, read by Robbie Stevens. Hmm. I'll stay on this channel, then. Hmm. From the very start of their epic journey, the coordinates of the ships had been fixed on the planet Mars. Computer directives had guided them through the vast, icy desert of outer space, keeping them on course for their target. Now their objective was almost in sight. The years of waiting were over. As part of man's ceaseless exploration of the uncharted territory that surrounds the tiny planet Earth, it would have been a marvellous achievement. But the life forms that manned the six ships were not of mankind, and their purpose was not peaceful exploration. A bit of Terrorhawks there. I love Robbie Stevens' work. Uh, I bought all his albums. Um... <laughs> now we would if we're going in a chronological order we would go to space precincts next wouldn't we yes we would do except due to an unforeseen technical issue <laughs> thank you we are delaying the release by about 10 days or so so that will be coming in due course but it'll be even more special than the version we'd intended to release well we'll give it another plug here on the podcast when that happens you should do and so in, instead of that we'll go to gemini force one black horizon something had made the man tumble now, to judge by the feed on the screen, he wasn't moving. The LED timer on his wrist remained in view, confirming just over half a minute of juice left in the tanks. Ben heard Caroline's voice. Can you water the wider area? That might reduce the temperature for long enough. Good idea, Ben agreed. It might buy them a few minutes of extra time before the heat gets unbearable. Ben undid his restraints. There had to be something he could do. Let me help. Caroline shouted across the intercom. Benedict Carrington, you stay where you are. It's dangerous. Your mom's got a point, said Addison. Scorpio dipped a couple of metres. This is as low as we're going, Julia announced. I'm directing the water cannon in a circle around Paul. I can't risk soaking him because it'll damage the jetpack. Addison, I'm opening a panel in the ceiling just beside the door. You'll find an anchored rope with leg straps inside. Put it on. I'll get in close enough to put you on the ground, but the flames are too close for me to stay at that height for long. Don't worry about that, Addison said. Just get me on the ground, but stay close. There you are, Jake Dumman fans. A real, real treat for you there. And these are audiobooks, the Terrorhawks Into Infinity and Gemini Force audiobooks are um, out this week. Aren't the they? second, I believe, yes. Second the of June. second of June, yeah. Well, a huge uh, thank you to you, Jamie Anderson, for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and my three out of four audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. As we mentioned, we'll be going behind the scenes with Time Slip, the war that never was. <sighs> no. It wasn't. Uh, and we'll be giving you a 15 minutes drama tease of that as well. Oh, yes. Yes, that'll be at the end. Yes. Oh, but first, it's time for listeners' emails. Well, despite the war uh, never being anything at all, um, or was it? Um, emails are constant in our lives. They do exist. Yes. We can see them in front of us. They appear, and so they are. And if you wish to uh, contact us, it's so easy. Just send your emails to podcast at bigfinish.com. So, right. first one here is from Jevon Robinson. I was listening to the excellent Sylvester McCoy story, Valhalla, oh, due yeah. to the sale on the main range, 51 to 100. I went on a slight binge on these stories. I was delighted to find that Michelle Gomez's character had the same name as me, just <laughs> spelt differently. It was great to hear the Doctor shout my name throughout the adventure. Keep up the great stories, sent from my iPad. Uh, well, the thing about that, the story I've told a million times, is that Michelle Gomez came in and she decided from the name Jevon that she was going to be Swedish or Norwegian. <laughs> so she came in and did this, uh, you know. But then when I did the behind-the-scenes interview with her, she pretended that she was Swedish or Norwegian. She <sighs> said, so I'm going to have to put on a Scottish accent. <laughs> And uh, if you've ever got time to listen to the extras for that story, because I used to do the interviews back in them their days, she had me laughing so much I could um, uh, I I could barely speak. She was going on about how her brother used to frighten her by saying, the Zygons are coming, the Zygons are coming. <laughs> she said, and when they came, I mean, my God, did you see them? <laughs> She's just hilarious. She's so funny, isn't she? She's oh, so, so, so funny. Her. Um, here's one from Rowan A. Rowan Atkinson, messaging yeah. us. Hi, Nick and Benji. I just wanted to give a shout out to the fantastic Big Finish sales team, Cheryl in particular. I'm in Australia and still like to get CDs, so I generally have to pre-order releases in quarterly blocks, January to March, April to June, etc., uh, to minimise some of the shipping costs. When you announce new products within weeks of release, though, such as the recent Lives of Captain Jack set and Shadow of the Sun, it kind of throws my pre-order system out of the window. This would be the case, at least, if not for your incredibly helpful sales team. On both the occasions I mentioned above, I've emailed in asking to add these new items to my existing orders and Cheryl has responded very quickly and helped me sort it all out in a day or two. I always send an email saying thank you afterwards, but I thought it would be nice to show my appreciation on the podcast too. Thanks again to the amazing Big Finish sales team and all you do. Best wishes, Rowan. That's lovely. That's they lovely, do do yeah. a fantastic job. And Cheryl is so dedicated and, and just... So organised you know, as well. Yeah, Lovely stuff. Yes, brilliant. Well done, Cheryl. Well, here's one from Chris Wake. Dear Nick and Benji, many thanks for the ongoing weekly updates from the Big Finish Front. As an expat living in Germany, I find the little insights into what life is like in Britain right now very interesting. So please do keep scattering them into the podcast. Uh, whilst listening, uh, a couple of questions have occurred to me, and it, ju it has just taken a while for me to put fingers to the keyboard. Oh. A few weeks ago, you gave us what I thought 
was a fascinating explanation of the mastering process for an audio release. This got me wondering if there might be any scope for a full-on making-of feature, following a production from initial story idea right through to release. Nick, like me, you're of sufficient vintage to remember (laughs) the epic making of Doctor Who by Malcolm Hulk and Terence Dix. I was particularly chuffed to get the latter's autograph in my copy after I interviewed him at the Time Lash convention. I may recall the scripts-to-screen chapter following the entire process for The Sea Devils. Back in the day, I think I read that chapter more than any of the others and would be really interested to hear a big Finnish equivalent. Well, let me just say we've kind of we do that all the time on the CD extras and some of the little documentaries release we release. But maybe we should do a special dedicated one rather like the script to screen bit of the making of Doctor Who, which, yes, absolutely. I used to read that book over and over and over and over and over, and over again. The spine of it is completely broken. It had a picture of uh, the third Doctor and uh, Sea Devil on the front, I believe. I always like that. Um, the great documentary as well on the Silver Nemesis VHS, I think it was the Australian uh, behind the scenes documentary. That's quite oh a good yes, one for kind uh, of following yeah, yeah. through how it's all made and stuff. That was incredible. Yeah, let's 80s. go and make magic. Let's make magic. Let's make magic. Yeah, so funny. So funny. Uh, with um, David Banks going, and underneath these silver costumes, these space boots are, are rather fetching shoes. We call them over here, we call them Doc Martins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what an icon. Um, Carry on with the email. Um, On a separate note, um, quite a while ago now, you tried doing a top 10 rundown for each month. You knocked this on the head fairly quickly, presumably because the concept left little room for excitement. But is there any chance you might be able to give us a couple of countdowns covering somewhat wider windows in time? I'm thinking bestsellers of all time, bestsellers of each decade, bestsellers per doctor, etc. Um, I understand that you have your reasons for not publishing actual sales figures for your productions, but I feel sure that your loyal listeners would be keen to find out what the most popular releases have been over the years. I suspect there might be a few unexpected surprises. Keep smiling through, Chris Wake. Oh, thank you, Chris. I mean, we We stopped the top 10 rundown because people really hated it. People wrote in and complained about it and didn't like it. I think it was because we were doing stupid voices or something. It was really, we thought it was great, but yeah, people didn't like it. We had quite a frosty reaction to that. I felt felt like I'd done something terribly wrong. I felt chastised. (laughs) Um, But uh, I could tell you, what could I tell you? Uh, Off the top of my head, I can tell you some of the best sellers you won't be surprised here they're very obvious things the uh the tenth doctor the war doctor uh sirens of time really huge tales for sirens of time uh sword of orion as well uh the cyberman story from the first um paul mcgann uh legacy of times i think legacy of time is pretty good as well yeah yeah I mean, I mean, it was amazing that Sword of Orion has done so well since it was the first thing we ever did that got a bad review. Doctor Who magazine gave it a very sniffy review and we were we were quite crestfallen because up until then we'd had straight good reviews and then uh, whoever it was, I can't remember their name, just sort of, yeah, you know, Cybermen. And people went, oh, this one's obviously rubbish then, but it didn't stop it being one of the best sellers, he said, with a kind of bitterness. <laughs> um, I'm not bitter about it being a bestseller. I'm very grateful. 
I think I, I remember a fan coming up to me and saying, oh, I didn't really like the sort of run. I said, well, I don't like your T-shirt. And he was absolutely affronted. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you're going to be rotten about something of mine. I'm going to be rotten about something of yours. How do you like them apples? Take your leave. Um, I didn't actually say, how do you like them apples? That's what Jamie Anderson I, you said You just threw an apple at them, didn't you? Instead. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Nick Briggs, renowned for throwing apples at fans who don't month. like sort of around. What else? Um, River Song, very, very popular. Are there any really surprised th- things that you wouldn't think were popular that were? I can't know. It's all the obvious things. You've got it sussed, which the most popular are. Uh, that's it for the emails this week, but keep them coming to podcast at bigfinish.com. More next time. Time now to go behind the scenes with Time Slip, the war that never was. I'm Mark Platt and I wrote episode two of Time Slip, the war that never was. We can't stick around here. It's not safe. We have to follow the others. Yes. Yes, you're right. We can't stay. I know that. It's almost as if it wants us to go. Right then, we can't argue with that. Hold on to me. Right. Ready? Don't let go. I think it's a lovely idea. It's um, it's just got lots of energy in it and, and lots of possibility because of this sort of... It's a bit like sliders, isn't it? But all that jumping backwards and forwards was a sort of British, slightly sort of um, stiff upper lip sort of thing to it as well. But um, it's lovely and there is so much possibility, so many different areas that we can go into. And I think the lovely thing is that it's character based. That was where it was always very strong in the original as well. So they are really strong characters. Particularly, I do remember being particularly impressed by Victor Pemberton's episodes. These are, these are lovely characters and, and they, their relationships are good and we've been able to sort of bring that out again. This, almost this sort of feeling that, that um, Simon and Liz are a sort of inverted commas married couple. You know, they, they sort of know each other so well. So they're this little team and it works, it works really, really well, actually. I'm Cheryl Burfield and I play Liz Skinner. I'm Spencer Banks and I play Simon Randall. So let's go for a tape. Liz... If the barrier is no longer safe... I know. We're stuck here permanently. Sorry. This one's darker, I think, in terms of what takes place, although the last one was dark, but as you move on and discover, you know, sort of what situation is, it is very... um, I'm not going to use the word dark again. I am, aren't I? Help me out here, Spence. I, I, I quite agree. I, I think the um, the themes are as as relevant in this story block as in the first story block that, yes. that we recorded. Yes. The, the maverick element of Charlotte's character, I think, has has been brought to the uh, to the forefront even more. Yeah. I was asked to do a, a historic one, and I think. I thought about this and I thought, well, it needs a big twist. And I thought, my initial reaction was to do, oh, the Germans won the war. And I thought, no, that's been done so often. So let's let's turn around and ha- have the Americans winning the war. And um, 
It was really interesting working it through because th- then we sort of had the idea of ex- uh, had, I had the idea of extending the war for another year, so that it's all gone horrible, and the Americans had to step in and rescue everything properly, and then they took over because because Britain was in such a ruined state. That opened up all sorts of other possibilities with lots of military here all the time and more or less controlling the government as well, like a sort of puppet government being controlled from Washington. Well, they haven't exactly invaded, but they're... they're Occupation ha- ha- by stealth. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, and quite ironic when so many lives were lost fighting for freedom. And yes. then at the end of the day, we've lost it. Yeah. The, the, the references to another great power. The references to, to Bletchley Park, uh, the war being extended by at least another year. Yeah. Through D-Day not being as successful. Yes. As it had been planned, the use of atomic weapons on a third occasion. All all very relevant themes, I think, for today's audience. Absolutely. It's extraordinary how it's developed from those original twenty-six yes. episodes into so many possibilities and and the you know in these next 12 episodes you could see that there are all sorts of other other avenues that one could uh, explore are you bringing banned chemicals through the barrier not personally no did you order them i'm not responsible for their transit nor are they banned but look at the state of the place it's contaminating the area Where did you get it from? Lovely. That was brilliant. Thank you. The way I felt when I read those scripts for the first time was, my goodness, this is like going back to the original. The writers have been brilliant with these 12. I think you have remained true to the original concept of the stories. And whilst in the past... There have been very loose discussions about possibly bringing bringing time slip back, which which were never allowed to develop into anything serious. When I read them, I could actually, I could visually, I could actually see these stories working on a as well on a visual project as, mm. as on an audio project. Well, well, I mean, when we're we're doing it, you have that vision in your head. You yes. can actually see, yeah. it's so well written, you can see it all playing out uh, the, in your mind. Both the writers have, have, I think, captured the relationship between Liz and Simon. Yes. And very logically de- developed it to, to the age that they are now. There's been nothing that's jarred with me. I don't know if, no, if you feel no, the same. No, me neither. Absolutely. Or it just feels natural and comfortable, the isn't, part of isn't quite. character. And if you go to bigfinish.com and type time slip into the search pane at the top then you'll find this rather lovely follow-up to the 1970 vintage tv classic and we'll be drama teasing you with time slip the wall that never was soon but before that it's time to give you a 25 percent discount on a randomly selected big finish release yes it's time for the randomoid selectatron so ran has spoken uh, it's yes number 3.6 doctor who the cannibalists Oh, Doctor Who, the cannibalists. Now, this is an Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller adventure. Certainly um, is. I, I is it by Eddie Robson? Um, no, it's by Jonathan Morris. Oh, Jonathan Morris. I, you know, I'm sorry to com- to confuse those two authors. They're both sort of 
um, go-to authors in my book, people who do fantastic things. Now, the interesting thing about the cannibalists, they're two interesting things. I'm just writing it in. Um, uh, is that Jason Hegelery directed this one, I believe. Is it down as him? Let's have a look. Our chairman? Yes, it is. Yes, yes he did direct it. And uh, it has uh, Phil Jupiter's in it. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, so guaranteed going to be fun then, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And also Phil Davis. Um, it, look him up. He's done loads of things. Yeah, he's been in lots of the different things, hasn't he? He's been in. Um, he was in Bleak House, um, Alien Three, um, Vera Drake. Yeah, lots and lots of bits and bobs. Oh, definitely. Uh, and uh, being they had. There you go. What's he most famous for? Whitechapel. Quite. He is in Quadrophenia. Mm. He is in Quadrophenia. Yeah. So there you go. That's chalky. Interesting. I've just noticed that his name is misspelt on our website, so I'll get that sorted out. Because <laughs> his name is Phil Davies, and it's been spelt as Phil Davies on the website. God. Sorry about that, Phil Davies. I'm sure that's uh, been a source of annoyance to you for a long time. Anyway, here's the trailer. Doctor Who. The Cannibalists. What do you think, Lucy? First impressions. <laughs> The elevator is ready to depart. Doctor! What kind of fried designation is that? And would you mind keeping your pincers off? They call me the Mighty Titus. Titus. As you do well to remember for when you want to beg for mercy. Whoa! We're in outer space. And observe the organic has unorthodox protrusions. Well, I've never heard them called that before. Vascular system. What sort of robot are you? Robots! Yes, robots. But Doctor, if you're not a robot, what are you? Oi! And hands off, you big hoover! A star city. You said there was no one here. I said there were no traces of life. You will be able to give us instructions on how to save the haven. Bigfinish.com. Uh, it's great stuff in there. I, I just I remember that uh, uh, Phil Jupiter's and um, Teddy Kempner were just improvising, and also Nigel Lambert as well uh, doing because Nigel Lambert I think was in uh, the Leisure Hive. Um, you'd recognise him if you saw him and certainly heard his name but he is the only actor to date who's ever uh, after working for us for quite some time he just asked never to be in a big finish again he said uh, he said I just don't understand what's going on because of the sci-fi I can't I can't stand it anymore he said Wow. We said, "Oh, that's a shame." We really enjoyed working with you, and he went, I, "You know, I like to act, and and, and uh, I can't remember the last one he did, but he accepted the job and said, i 'I'm going to accept this, but this will be the last one I do because I just can't, I can't get on with science fiction.'" He said, <laughs> "So that was the well, end." Well, at least that. he was honest. You know, you can't knock yeah. him for that, really. An absolutely brilliant actor and a lovely fellow. Um, so the way you get your 25% discount on this is really rather simple. All you do is go to the Big Finish website and go to the podcast range. You go into the text for this latest podcast and it says um, that the Randomoid Selectron features and you press here to get your discount. You press, you click on here, click, and you go to somewhere where it asks for 
a code. The code is BUCKUP, B-U-C-K-U-P, all in capital letters, no spaces, BUCKUP, BUCKUP. It was a catchphrase on the podcast once, and we use that as our code for you to get 25% off, in this case, the cannibalists. Very good. Very good. Well, well said. Thank you very much, Ran. Well, thanks, Ran. Always delivers the goods. And now, to celebrate Doctor Who out of time, we'll be saying goodbye in the combined style of David Tennant and Tom Baker. How'd you do that? Well, I suppose you'd be saying goodbye. So I'll go, goodbye. Very good, very good. Thick. What find the David Tennant voice you do, you kind of stick your bottom teeth. Kind of stick, yeah, yeah. yeah you stick yeah. your oh, sort of sauce and sort of stop, and yeah. say things a bit like this occasionally. Um, yeah, we're both rubbish at David. Yeah, we can't do. Them. Leave that's it, right. That's right. Leave it to, to do it like this. Leave it to the professionals. We'll leave it to David to do himself. It's probably do. Leave it to David. Leave an authority it. on the subject. And while we're away, why not entertain yourself with the first 15 minutes of Time Slip, The War That Never Was. Cue that amazing theme tune. ready for this we're wasting time we have to go after neil liz i know but come on then it's just through the barrier just the other side back home i'm not sure jade's right there's definitely something burning you stay here if you want i'm going jade wait jade oh sorry simon but it doesn't feel right not like before Is this one of your premonitions? Do you still get those? I don't know. Because we can't stick around here. It's not safe. We have to follow the others. Yes. Yes, you're right. We can't stay. I know that. It's almost as if it wants us to go. Right then. We can't argue with that. Hold on to me. Right. Ready? Don't let go. Just the other side then. Come on. Still nothing. What's the time? 11.31, Professor. Any sign yet, you lord? Well, don't all shout at once. The barrier gate is open, sir. Osmotic pressure steady at 200 DIP. They're late again. Who is tonight's courier, anyway? That Bembe chap? Uh, I believe so. I might have known. He's a shifty individual. I wouldn't trust him. There's nothing behind his eyes. All part of the training. He's one of the boss's specials. Exactly. Like sending a dog down a burrow. As long as the consignment's secure. Whatever it is. Ours not to reason why. I couldn't say, Dennis. Barrier pressure's going up. 280 DIP. What? And the gate temperature's rising. 75 degrees. 80 now. Barrier up to 332. It just jumped. (sighs) Something's interfering. I can smell burning. 130 degrees. 140. What time phase are you focused on? Uh, phase six. It, it, it was six, but it's it's shifting. Well, get it back. You're heading into phase seven. The courier's trying to come through. And there's something else. Two at once? 
It won't hold! We're losing him! The DIPs are off the dial! Get cleared! Ah! Shut it down! Pull the plug! We're losing the gate! It's splintering apart! Do it! No! Get out of the way! It's all right. I'm here. We're through. But the flames! I, I know. It's all right now. <coughs> we walked into a fire right in. I can't breathe. It's, it's gone now. Just take it gently. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's all in my throat. It was only a second. Not even that. And then we came through. And that explains oh, the burning smell. I can still feel the heat. Am I burnt? Are you all right? I think so. It's hard to tell in the dark. It's the middle of the night. Where are we? Why aren't we in the park? And where's Jade? I don't know. Try to remember where the barrier is. These buildings weren't here before. They're more like Nissen huts. Get down! Moving, you one. Sweep the site. Was he American? Could be an army base, in which case we'll count as intrusive personnel. We're meant to be back home. Liz, Simon, over here. Jade. Jade. Are you all right? How did you get through? Did you see the fire? Yes, for a second. Where were you? Back there. I was waiting by the barrier. I didn't see you. No, the, the barrier's that way, between the huts. That's not where I came through. Two barriers. How likely is that? Unless it's shifting. It wasn't unstable when we came through before. Simon, this isn't 2020, is it? Not our 2020. I thought we were going home. Obviously not. I don't fancy going back either. Careful, stay out of sight. We were following Neil. And Charlotte. They were only just ahead of us, so they can't have gone far. Assuming there hasn't been another time shift. There's someone else here. Over there, he's hurt. Jade, be careful. Jade! Jade Okafor. <laughs> Ow. Sam, it's you. What happened? How did you get here? You came back. At last. You've been burned. You need help. Jade. Is this the Sam you were looking for? Don't touch him! Back off! All three of you! This man has been hurt. He needs medical attention. Stand clear, sir. He may be contaminated. Contaminated? By what? This site is restricted. Take these three to the isolation hut. Any false moves and we shoot. My name is Simon Randall. I'm a scientist. Sir, please look straight at the camera. My name is Elizabeth Skinner. My friends and I are here by accident. I hate this. It's like a firing squad. Your name? Jade Okafor. All right. Not that it's your business. Turn your head left. And right. We do not belong here. You expect us to believe that? You're deliberately withholding your identity papers. We don't have identity papers. Or ration books? No, of course not. So which resistance group are you working for? Resistance? What, like in the war? Captain, this may sound absurd, 
But which year are we in? Or is that classified information? This is still the UK, right? So what's going to happen to us? Maybe you should have asked yourselves that before you broke in. Don't move. Are we contaminated? Is that why you're wearing protective suits? It's for everyone's safety, ma'am. That's why our medical team needs to examine you. Uh, no. Not without my permission. No way. I asked you what year this is. And what happened to the man we found? He was horribly burned. Is he contagious? Is that it? Who's in charge of this camp, Captain? Who's your CO? What exactly are you working on here? Three civilians, Captain. That'll not look good. How did they get inside? We checked the perimeter, sir. There are no breaches. And, of course, they have no papers. They're not that stupid. So who let them in? The man, Randall. Claims he's a scientist. Oh, that's a new one. No, they're resistance troublemakers. What have you done with them? They're in quarantine, sir, checking for contamination, after which Central Command will deal with them. But they didn't touch the courier, if he's still alive. He's badly burned, sir. Dr. Charlton is and looking And what at... about the consignment? Four canisters recovered, all undamaged. We're still looking for the other three. You're in charge of security, Captain, so you'd better find them. Or before you know it, the battalions of Central Command will be descending from London, pulling the place apart. And that's the last thing we want. Is the barrier not resettled yet, sir? Dennis Montague is dealing with it. You just keep us secure, Captain. We have an old English saying, guts for garters. I am acquainted with that, sir. So, do your job. That's what you're here for. And maybe I should speak to this so-called scientist before Central Controls start on him, if only to see what the Resistance is really up to. You said Sam Bembe was a friend from college. Yes, but he was never in the military. No, he's always been a loudmouth, but he's okay, once you get used to him. But now he's all burned. That's horrible. No one deserves that. Neil mentioned you got separated from Sam and there were American troops here. 1948, you told me. Maybe. Except there was a calendar on the notice board when they brought us through. Yes, and? 1953. July. 53? But how? How's Sam here? Well, suppose there's a different Sam in this time phase. We know how that works. But he recognised Jade. Perhaps there's another Jade, too. Excuse me? This is my life you're talking about. I mean, what's all this stuff with identity papers? That's surveillance. Like the lottery bracelets. And then I get examined by a creepy doctor because I might be contaminated with something he won't even tell me about. He wouldn't tell any of us. And Neil must have come through here, too. So where is he? I want to find him and go home. There was never an American army camp here, not at Crystal Palace. No, definitely not. The GIs went home after the war. So, maybe I'm right. Alternative timelines don't just extend into the future. They encompass the past as well. Sometimes you are so smug. Oh, no. I mean, that is so out of order. It's all out of order. And for your information, I haven't been born yet, either. But if history is variable too, how can we ever get home? What is that? It's going to be another beautiful morning here in Good Old Blighty. The agriculture.
agriculture department says that it'll be a bumper harvest with crop yields well up on last year, which means the output at the canning factories is rising too. Well done, British workers. You're doing great. And in the build-up to this week's 4th of July celebrations, the stars are coming out. Those much-loved heroes of Hollywood, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, flew into town yesterday to attend the premiere of their new picture, filmed almost entirely in the UK, Road to Billericay. And out to meet them was popular all-British starlet, Mandy Mullard. Hoo-wee! Who says Britain doesn't have glamour too? For the latest bulletins, see the newsreels now showing at your local movie theater. The prisoner, sir. Thank you, Captain. You can wait outside. Sir. So, Mr. Randall, you claim to be a scientist. I don't think we've been introduced, Mr... Professor Felix Loxton. Are you in charge here? On the research side, yes. My friends and I have been subjected to medical examinations, but we don't even know what we've been exposed to. Radiation poisoning? A virus? I assume it's caused by whatever you're working on here. Oh, don't worry. You're all clear. I gather that if you'd been contaminated, you'd know about it by now. We could have been told that sooner. My friends were scared. You're still under arrest. So, which field exactly do you work in? I study time and parallel equivalence theory for the Ministry of Forward Development. (laughs) Sounds like mumbo-jumbo to me. Captain Seymour thinks you're a spy or an insurgent bent on causing trouble. He has a very limited outlook, doesn't he? (laughs) Oh, yes. He's currently at a loss to find a breach in the fences that surround the site. His tiny brain cannot fathom that, which makes him disagreeable and likely to throw his militaristic weight about. So, as you can imagine, he's not easy to work with. You haven't explained what you're doing here, or what interest the Americans have in it. Now, Mr. Randall, do you really expect me to tell you that? It wasn't a question, but no, probably not. And yet, I've an inkling that you may have already guessed. I couldn't say, Professor. You tell me. Oh, one moment. Loxton! Yes? Yes? I see. Well, thanks for telling me. You see, Mr. Randall, if you and your accomplices didn't tunnel under the fences... Which we did not. And if no one accidentally left the gate ajar, then there's only one other way I can think of that would have got you in. Your project here. Are you monitoring the barrier? So you do know. Is that where you've come from? Through the barrier from the future? Not from any future you'd recognise, Professor. I doubt your future resembles mine. Yet you have a mobile phone that exists some 30 years before its rightful invention. It's standard issue. Really? Now, how could that be? You seem to delight in being obtuse. But it's clear that Sam Bembe is known to you. The man who is injured? Uh, Sorry, I've never met him before tonight. What year have you come from? Is Sam from the future too? What work was he doing? I mean, something secret or just plain dodgy? And is that why he's contaminated? You know, I'd hoped to conduct a rational conversation with a fellow scientist, but apparently not. I doubt your interrogation at Central Command will be as genial. 
Your young companion seemed to know Sam Bembe, and he knew her. So perhaps she'll give me better answers. It's no good. The window's stuck. It won't budge. We need something to hit it with. Here. You can use my shoe. Okay, if you're sure. Go on, before they catch us. Oh, come on! Stupid thing! This isn't a police cell. The window should... Oh, got it. Brilliant. Um, sorry about the shoe. Never mind. Thanks anyway. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Yeah.